Good morning, Northgate and friends, friends on the internet, family, those who watch our services or you stumbled across this video. We're in 1 Corinthians chapter 7 today. We pray that you will enjoy this message. So Lord, speak to our hearts this morning. Holy Spirit, be present. Challenge us. Help us to grow with you. We pray all these things in your name. So we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 7 this morning. Paul is answering some questions. He says in verse 1 of chapter 7, Now concerning the things which you wrote to me. So they've had some questions, and these questions primarily are focusing on relationships. And so he has some answers, some through what God has shown him, some his personal opinion, though we take it very highly. And... We take these things and we're encouraged with them. The first half of the book, he has dealt with things that have been reported to him in the church in Corinth, but now he's going to try and answer some of their questions. Last week, we covered verses 1 through 9. We talked about intimacy and marriage, and we looked at the Song of Songs, Song of Solomon, and some things we can learn. But this week, we want to talk about three things or three areas that he's talking into, whether you're single this morning whether you are married this morning to a believer or whether you are married to an unbeliever. And he has some specific answers for you. He has some answers if your spouse has left you. He has some answers of how to deal with that. And there's an overarching principle in all of this. So first of all, if you're single this morning, I think Paul would have you understand that is a-okay. That is actually a great calling. And if you have a gift to be single, praise the Lord. It's not the normal, but it's a wonderful thing. Jesus said the same thing in the Gospels. If you've been made a eunuch to the kingdom of God, that's great. But some people choose to be a eunuch. They choose, I'm going to desire just to serve Christ only. And I don't necessarily need someone else. I don't need a family, but I'm just going to serve Christ wholeheartedly. And Paul would say, that's wonderful. That's where I am. Praise the Lord. Time is short. Use your gifts. Walk with him. We think of Anna in the New Testament, the prophetess, when baby Jesus came, that she was commended serving the Lord in the temple after she was widowed for many, many, many years. She didn't seek to be remarried, but she sought just to serve the Lord. I really want to make it clear that marriage isn't this end-all to be all this utopia where you're going to find all joy and contentment sometimes in western culture or any culture that we elevate marriage but Paul is speaking maybe a little bit against that. In Jewish culture he's speaking against that because if you were not married it was almost a sin because you couldn't create heirs and a legacy but he's saying no 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 Listen, it's okay. It's actually to be honored. It's a wonderful thing to devote your life to Christ. But at the same time, I think he's saying too that it's not this super spiritual place that, oh, I'm single and doing everything for the Lord, even though I desire to be married and I'm struggling with immorality and I'm struggling maybe with loneliness. He's saying, well, then get married. Um, that is a-okay. That's not a sin. 
It's who you are. It's how you've been made. And you need to seek Jesus first and foremost and be used by him. And so if you're single today, would you devote yourself to Christ? And I want you to understand this principle too out of Psalm 37. As you seek him, he will give you the desires of your heart. Serve him and love him and use your time. And if you want to continue to be single and, and work your life for him in that way, praise God, what an honor. If you want to be married and you're single, be patient, serve him, love him. Do what he's asking you to do on a daily basis and God will take care of the rest. But don't see marriage as this utopia where you find all joy and contentment. Let me tell you, there's a lot of problems in marriage as well. But he moves on. The second area to talk to is those who are married but have come to know Jesus or come into a relationship with Jesus and their spouse is not a believer. And he says in verse 10 of chapter 7, Now to the married I command, not I but the Lord, a wife is not to depart from her husband. So this is on the other end where the Gentile culture in Corinth would say, I've come to know the Lord, but they, high, they hold marriage with actually no commitment. So I can run out when I want. Well, I believe something different. That's okay. And unfortunately, as you read history, and I read a little this week that the early church had a really big knock on it that many people came to know the Lord and they would leave their spouses because they didn't value marriage and it became a black eye on Christianity. But here Paul is making it clear, speaking for the Lord, that hey, if you're married and you come to know Jesus, it's not a get out of marriage card. No, I want to stay committed because I don't know what God will do in that. I don't know how Jesus will use me. He says, for the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, verse 14, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the, by the husband. Otherwise, your children would be unclean, but now they are holy. What a great joy. It is hard. It is tough. But as we are empowered by the Lord and we're married to someone who maybe doesn't believe in the Lord. God can use us to sanctify. The blessings that he has for us can flow on them and hopefully that they'll come to know the Lord. And I think we know those after years or decades of people who have been married to unbelievers, but as they stuck with it and loved their wives or husband, that God has done amazing things. But what do we do if we're in marriage and someone just wants to leave because what we believe in? Well, Paul has a little bit of an answer to that with the power of the Holy Spirit too. He says, if the unbeliever departs, let him depart. A brother or a sister is not under bondage in such cases, but God has called us to peace. So there it is. We love, we cherish, we're committed, even though it's difficult. And if the person chooses to leave because what we believe, there's nothing we can do about that. Now, I just want to put a little statement in here. I'm not talking about abuse. I'm not talking about people who run away, who are sexually uh, immoral, that you need to stay committed to that. I think what he's saying here, and it's clear, that if you're in a marriage that the person doesn't believe, and though it's tough, but there's none of those things. You need just to stick with it and God's going to 
use you and strengthen you. And it's not a situation where I can run away and say, well, God told me to, to leave. God never would tell you to leave a marriage. And again, I'm not speaking of abuse or anything like that, just where it's difficult and challenging because we believe different things. And if that person chooses to leave, we have to let them go. And again, listen, the point being that our joy and our contentment is found in Christ. Our ability to continue in challenges is found in Him. Not if things are going super well in relationships. If we're single and we're not married, that's, you know, I'm not going to find all joy when I'm married. And then on the other hand, if I leave because it's hard because they believe something else, I'm going to have more joy because I'll have more time. No, I think God is making it clear. Our joy, our strength, our contentment is found in Him and not in our relationships. And as we find our joy in Him and our contentment, He will use us whether we're single or in difficult relationships. It's almost as you are found by Christ, continue on, but live in him and his strength. And that's what it says in verse 17 through 24. And he's talking the idea about circumcision, uncircumcision, Jew or Gentile. doesn't matter how God finds you slave or free, but you continue on where you are but with the joy, the strength, the contentment, the freedom of God, being a slave of him, and then he uses you and will work in your situation. You are bought at a price. God is with you. And sometimes life isn't easy. And you can even say, well, I'm saved and I'm a certain job and it's hard. God says, continue on. And in time, I will change that. But don't just run away from tough relationships where you might believe something else or you're in a tough job or you're single. Continue on and let your desire of your heart be Christ. And then he will do the rest. Now the third area we're going to talk about is married couples who are both believers. Are you bound to a wife? Verse 27 don't seek to be loosed. Are you loosed from a wife? Do not seek a wife, as we talked about. But even if you do marry, you have not sinned. And if a virgin marries, she has not sinned. Nevertheless, such will have trouble in the flesh, and I would spare you. But this I say, brethren, the time is short, so that from now on, even those who have wives should be as though they have none to those who weep as though they do not weep. Those who rejoice as though they did not rejoice. Those who buy as though they did not possess. So it's interesting. He's saying, yeah, you're married, but time is short, believers. Now, it might be a little challenging because he says live as though you're not married. What, what does that mean? I think you have to balance that with the rest of Scripture. It's a tension of Scripture. We know husbands are called to love their wives as Christ loved the church. That's a really high calling. And wives to respect and to, to love their husbands. So I don't think he's saying don't invest in the relationship. But what I do think he's saying is time is short. Don't let your marriage or your family be the single purpose of your life. Christ 
should be the single purpose of your life. And I want to tell you that you can work together to empower one another in families to live as time is short for God's glory and for God's kingdom. And I think that's what he's pushing here. Okay, single people, you have all this time. You're not distracted, praise the Lord. He said it's harder when you're married. But as we look at the rest of scripture, you're not sinning, but you can work together for the kingdom of God in amazing ways. No matter where you are found today, whether you're single, married to an unbeliever, whether your husband or wife has left you because what you do believe, whether you're two believers, focus on God. Find your joy and contentment in Him and He will use you. Christian couples, you can empower one another. You can pick one another up when you are low. That you can bless one another and your sole purpose is not just to focus on your marriage and your family. Now, I love focus on the family. I don't necessarily like the title because we're to focus on Christ. And as we focus on him, it will build those strong relationships. But it's not like I have my family here and that's that's it. And I, and I leave it. And sometimes I do ministry. Or on the other hand, I have all ministry and I leave my, my family over here. Years ago, I read a book by Warren Wearsby. And he said, he said it like this, that the church needs strong marriages and strong families. Churches that are really working well have great family units, great marriages. But those great marriages make up great churches. But it's funny that those marriages also need great churches investing in them. It's not one here and one here. It's they work together. They need each other in amazing ways. How true is that? And I don't want you to separate today, but I want you to understand that, yeah, we can empower in marriage one another knowing the time is short to serve the Lord. And this is a lesson I've learned in my life. It's not me going out on my own and doing ministry. It's me taking as much as I can, my family, my wife, into ministry with me, knowing the gifts and the abilities they have, propping them up, but not living for ourselves, but that there is a greater purpose to what we've been called to. Instead of one, it can be many serving the Lord with our gifts together for His glory. Yeah, things are difficult. And it's interesting, all these different circumstances, circumstances of being single, circumstance of marriage that's challenged because believer, unbeliever, challenges within marriages of believers. Uh, but we hear time is short. But I really want to tell you today, doesn't matter the circumstance, that God wants to use you wherever you are. And our world is full of changing circumstances. And it is a real challenge. We see COVID, we see this rule, that rule, we see people dying, people sick. Um, just this week, people upset about one thing or the other. We, not only that, we see uh, racial divide. We, we see uh, so many injustices in our world. We see 
economically, people being challenged, circumstances that are really difficult. And sometimes we think if I can fix those things, I'm going to find joy and contentment. If I can somehow profess to fix this rule or how people treat people this way, and obviously we want to see these things change, but that's not going to bring us joy and contentment. Only Christ does that. And we need to live for him day by day. Knowing as we walk in the Spirit, He is the one who will bring forth this joy and peace and love in our life. You know, it says clearly in the book of 2 Timothy that godliness with contentment is great gain. That I can bring my contentment through being godly and knowing Christ into any circumstance I am in finding joy in him and i want to encourage you today again if you're married time is short love your wife love your husband love your kids but serve the lord together don't separate serve him together be used together work together as partners for the gospel i think of priscilla and aquila and the joy that brings my heart and if you are in a difficult situation in marriage, and, and that happens, there's times we could all say there's challenges. And we can say that, yeah, even my believing spouse is acting like an unbeliever. Stick with it. Stick with it. That God is going to give you the strength. That you don't know all the good you're doing, being empowered by the Holy Spirit and ministering into that relationship to those who are devastated because your partner is left you because what you believe that God is with you and God will give you strength and again if you're single just keep marching along serving him not thinking of this utopia but finding your joy in Jesus I think instead of being a black eye to the culture looking at us we can be a bright, shining light for his glory. And I think we can make a huge difference in how we live in the relationships God has put us in. And what an amazing opportunity. I was thinking, I had this little prop here I was going to bring before. <laughs> I took it off my neck because it's a little small, small little stethoscope. But you know, we go to the doctor, right? And the doctor will check our heart. Well, we have these symptoms if we're sick. And the doctor gives us answers to uh, how we can get healthy a lot of times. And if not, he'll run tests. But a lot of the time, the first thing a doctor will look at is our heart. And how is our heart? Where is our heart? And I want to tell you in relationships, that's the first place where the Holy Spirit, the doctor, is looking at us. And as Jesus would say, do we have a hard heart or do we have a soft heart? Because in relationships, if we have a hard heart, it isn't going to help and we're going to run or we're going to do things that we regret. But if we have a soft heart and the Holy Spirit knows, do we have a soft heart? And that soft heart is the day to day walk with him that creates that soft heart, confessing, obeying, understanding his forgiveness, living with him, walking with him, 
And that soft heart makes all the difference when we're single, when we're married to a believer and things are challenging, when we're married to an unbeliever. And so today, may the Lord give us that soft heart. He is the doctor, and may he, through the power of his Holy Spirit, soften us up, that we wouldn't get hard in the circumstances of life. And maybe it's not even relationships today. Maybe circumstances are making you hard. Stay soft. Know his grace. Give his grace. Live in his grace. Oh, may the Lord help us today. Lord Jesus, we do love you today. Thank you for the answers you provide in your word. I pray today for those who are single that you would encourage them, that you would give them strength. Maybe they are serving you, but they're lonely. Lord God, I pray that you would give them the desires of their heart in your perfect time. For those who are married, maybe in difficult, challenging marriages with unbelievers or maybe believers who are acting like unbelievers, Lord, I pray that they would be able to be empowered by your Holy Spirit to stick it out, knowing that they're sanctifying the home for your glory. For those of us who are married, may we know time is short to believers and be used together to focus on Christ, building one another up in marriage for your glory. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you how it refreshes us and blesses us. We pray these things in your precious name. Amen. Well, I pray you have a great week and a great day. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.